Now, today we are talking about how to work with your dharma. And so we are going to be covering what dharma is, how to work with your dharma, how resistance to your dharma can create dis-ease, and the breakdown of the integrity of your body, mind, and spirit. And then I'm also going to give you a couple examples of how I resisted my dharma and what the consequences were to doing so. Welcome to Sovereign Solutions, a lifestyle podcast for your soul. I am your host, Cody Ann Smith. I'm a spiritual advisor and teacher who is passionate about helping you master your life, upgrading your energy, answering your highest calling, and leaving a legacy that powerfully impacts the world. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for your gift of presence and for spending your quality time and energy with me here today on the show. Now guys, how have you been feeling lately for the past couple weeks? Have you been feeling the heaviness? Have you been feeling light? There's both going on right now and wherever you are, it's okay. Know that where you are, that you are exactly where you are meant to be. Now today we are talking about how to work with your dharma in order to release suffering and in order to step even deeper into your self-mastery. Now there are quite a few of you who are doing this Venus deep dive retreat right now, so you might even be contemplating your dharma as we speak. But if not, then this episode will still be super relevant to you because each and every one of us have our own specific destiny, our own path through life that's meant to help us evolve and grow and be the best version of of ourselves that we possibly can be. Now, before we dive too far deep into this episode, I do want to invite you, if you are new to the Gene Keys, to click the link below and get your free chart so that you can look at the shadows that are holding you back from your highest expression. And it'll also give you some really great insight into your higher purpose here in this lifetime. Again, the link is below and it's 100% free. Now, what are we going to be covering here when we're talking about Dharma? Dharma actually means quite a bit of different things to different people. Now, the way that I define Dharma is basically our destiny, what we are here to experience and how our life is meant to flow. And so we are going to be covering what Dharma is. Uh, we are going to be covering how to work with your Dharma, how resistance to your Dharma can create dis-ease and the breakdown of the integrity of your body, mind, and spirit. And then I'm also going to give you a couple examples of how I resisted my dharma and what the consequences were to doing so, okay? So if that sounds good to you, then definitely stay tuned. And if you know anybody who would benefit from this episode, please, please share it with them, share it with your family, friends, whoever might be interested in this, because the more times that you share this, the more people are going to find this incredibly important information. So what is Dharma? Dharma is one of those things where it can be really hard to define the word because it's more of an experience than anything. 
So as I talk about Dharma through my own experience of how I perceive it, then I want you to remain with an open mind and inquire what it might also mean to you. So I think, like I said earlier, I I believe that Dharma has everything to do with our destiny. But then it begs the question, what is destiny? So diving deeper into these concepts, to me, Dharma is like the undertone that life brings to us in order for us to grow, to learn, to expand, and it does so through our life's circumstances, through our own trauma, our experiences. These are all contributors to us discovering our dharma, including the people that we meet, the people that we love and lose, and everything else in between. Our dharma can only truly be experienced. When we try to put words to our dharma, it's not our real dharma because it can only truly be experienced. And there's a higher purpose to the dharma that we have. One of the purposes is to burn off any karma. Everything in this world is energetic. You, me, the book on the table, everything has its own resonance. Now, as humans, we can consciously and unconsciously send frequency and vibration out into the pool of consciousness. Now, depending on what we are sending out through our thoughts, our emotions, our perceptions, our actions, it will come back to us. That's what we call karma. And everything that we send out will come back so that we can account for it. We begin to open our hearts little by little. We start to become more embodied. So our awareness is inside of our embodiment instead of in our thoughts. And then we open ourselves up to prosperity and fulfillment. Now, sometimes we don't remember that our dharma, that the things that are occurring in our lives are actually happening for a higher purpose. And so we resist it. So I want to talk a little bit about how resisting our dharma can create dis-ease. In other words, not at ease, right? Not disease. That's a made-up concept. But dis-ease. How does resisting dharma do that? Well, first, it disturbs the natural flow of life force energy. Right, You have life force energy inside of you, but then you also have the life force energy of the divine will. And every time that we block our divine will from flowing through us, it creates blockages and resistance to what is. And that creates suffering. And a lot of the time we can stay in our suffering if we're not aware that this is really just our dharma knocking on our door, allowing us an opportunity to grow, and to surrender deeper. I want to talk a little bit about how this affects the body, the mind, and the spirit. Now I'm going to use, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to bridge the gap here because I feel like there's a big disconnect between how our spiritual 
nature, the energetic world connects to our everyday lives in the chemical world. So we have scientists that that are using certain terms and they're not making that connection with spirit. And I'm going to do my best to bridge that gap in explaining this through both angles. That way we get a holistic view of how this happens. So first, whenever you're going against your dharma and you're resisting it, there's a feeling inside of your body and you can feel that resistance. Okay, so this is going to feel like a disconnect or there's an incongruence and it can make you feel very uncomfortable, can feel just some people might describe it as a bad mood. Others might just say that they're not feeling like themselves. Um, And there's a reason because at a physical and chemical level, we are working with the nervous system, right? So we might have that fight or flight or freeze response. I'm sure you've heard of this before. Well, when we're resisting our dharma, it creates that fight or flight or freeze response in our bodies at a physiological level. So there's, that's where we get that feeling of like tension that we're, that we're experiencing inside. And now what can happen is that since there's that incongruency or we're, we're not really feeling aligned, our thoughts and our emotions and our behaviors are not aligned with divine will, well, that can create the nervous system to go on overdrive because it's trying to find wholeness. And we have two main contributors in the nervous system. We have the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic. The sympathetic is like the gas, right? So that's like always being on and on overdrive. And then we have the parasympathetic where that's like the brakes. Now, when there's all this confusion within the nervous system due to lack of alignment, what we get is having one foot all the way down on the gas and then the other foot down on the brake. And we're not really going anywhere except for what we are doing is we are burning up our motor. In other words, we are burning up our physical body. So when we resist our dharma, there's always this low level stress that's taking place because anytime we are not in alignment, we are experiencing stress, right? Rather, it's a big stress or a small stress. It doesn't matter. It depends obviously on the person and how well they can deal with stress. But there's this slow, steady drip of stress chemicals that are entering the system, which creates inflammation. And since we are both divine and physical, right, we have to bridge that gap. So this is how things can show up physically, you know, first through the nervous system and then through the body's appearance and performance. Now, the reason why I said the breakdown of the physical, the body, the mind and the spirit is because the body is actually the last stop. When something is showing up in the body, it's because it has already been present for a while. And what I mean by this is that it was present energetically at a very subtle level. And what makes up our energetic frequency is our thoughts and our emotions. And those two go hand in hand together. So if we're experiencing a breakdown in our energetic field by not living our dharma or facing our dharma or living in alignment with divine will, 
then our thoughts and our emotions are going to reflect that. Now, this is a very subconscious or sometimes even unconscious thing. But once it gets to the body, then you start to see the physical proof of the breakdown. Now, I want to share some examples with you of how I have resisted my own dharma um, over, over a course of many, many years until I hit that breakdown where I literally had to make a different decision for myself. That decision was to release the brakes, to stop resisting the change that wanted to come through me. So to give a little backstory here, when I grew up, I had the wound of rejection. So everything that I ever did was to avoid being rejected. Rather, that meant having no boundaries, people-pleasing to avoid pain or whatever it may have been, including being bullied and still allowing those people to be in my life. And I actually called them friends because I felt so inadequate that I didn't want to be rejected, that I allowed myself to be mistreated in order to avoid my dharma, right? My dharma was trying to get me to look at this wound that I had but I was very unconscious of it. So I would do all these things that were against the natural flow of the divine will. And over time, I started to cope with this wound that I wasn't allowing myself to experience through smoking, drinking, drugs, you know, all in an effort to run away from my inner world. And then what happened was years and years of, of, of running, it caused a breakdown of the integrity of my mind, my body, and my spirit. My spirit felt broken. I felt disconnected from that life force energy. My eyes were dull. I felt like I was experiencing full-blown soul loss. And then It got to the point where my health was suffering so bad that I had to make a huge, huge life choice. And that was to either quit all the things that I was doing in order to run and face my dharma or to continue down that path. And if I would have continued down that path, I probably would not be here today. And I can say that with great certainty. So When I finally decided that enough was enough and I wasn't going to continue to resist life and and the nature of my life purpose, I surrendered. And I said, all right, show me the way. What do I do? And then I waited. And for a while, nothing happened. Well, a lot of stuff happened, actually. A lot of stuff that created more and more stress. And that was because I finally slowed down and I quit running long enough to see the things that I was running from in the first place. But slowly over time, I started getting the answers. Because we will always get what we need when we listen. And our dharma is always knocking on our door trying to get us to, get us to listen. So how do we work through our dharma? How do we start to work with it? Well, I believe there are four pillars to working with our dharma. The first one is awareness. 
No more reacting to our circumstances. Instead, we have got to learn where our dharma is actually knocking on that door trying to get our attention in the first place. Because if we don't recognize it for what it is, we will resist it. We resist pain. And that's what we associate with some circumstances. And once we are aware of the pain, once we are aware that dharma is knocking at our door, then we can open the door and, and invite it in, right? The acronym for pain is pay attention inside now. Anytime we're feeling that, obviously there's something going on. So that's the first pillar is awareness. Just being aware that the dharma is there in the first place and kind of changing your mindset around the circumstances in your life. Just that pure awareness is going to help. The second pillar, acceptance. Once you're aware of something, then it's time to accept it. And you do that through looking at it. And like I said, inviting it in. You don't have to like it. You don't have to do anything with it, but just accept it. And the quicker that you're able to do that, the quicker you're able to accept that this is part of your life path, not some kind of prison sentence, but it's here for a higher purpose, the more you can begin to work with it. The third pillar, alignment. This one might take a little while because what we're trying to do is we are trying to get our bodies, our minds, our hearts, and our spirit all in coherence, all in alignment. That means that we don't have these incongruencies between our thoughts and our actions. They are of one. This takes mindset work. This takes reflection. This takes maybe having somebody help you because it's so difficult to see yourself right? It is for all of us. But in order to get yourself in alignment, that is what's going to help you tremendously. And then the fourth pillar is action. From that alignment, you will take action on what is coming your way. You will be the creator. You will be the responder to life's circumstances you then will be able to start working with your dharma through burning off any of the karma that you may have accumulated. And you do that through being accountable for your state of being. Accounting for your own energy, for your own aura experiences and everything else. What I have found by working with my dharma is that life flows so much easier. Now, that doesn't mean that challenges don't show up. It doesn't mean that there's not times when I don't get stressed out. There definitely is. But there's a difference now. Instead of dealing with stress from a toxic place, I know now how to deal with stress from a much healthier place. A place that uses that stress as fuel. And it creates resilience. 
That's exactly what we need for this new earth. Resilient souls who can face their dharma and use it as fuel to make this world a better place. So, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, again, please share it with somebody. I also would love if you headed over to iTunes to leave a five-star written review explaining to other people why you think they would benefit from this show. And once you do, take a screenshot of it and send it to me because I would love to give you a shout out here on the show for doing so. I think that's about all I have for you guys this week on this topic. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your week. I will talk to you on the next one. Bye.